Family from the Heart podcast episode number 74. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Mrs. Cliff over there. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to go there. We're having fun in the chat room, folks. Always fun. Yes, and we're here today to talk about the birds and the bees. Or I never really got that. I never get either. Don't understand. I think it's all about bringing pollen and dropping it down. Okay, it gets, I still it, don't get it. It gets a little bit more. Yeah, that, why not just call it know, the sex dog? Exactly, because to me, calling it the birds and the bees is it. It brings shame to to does. the topic of sex when there it should does. be none. And by the way, if you do have young children uh, in earshot right now, you may want to go ahead and just uh, tune in later if you're watching live. Uh, come in in about an hour. We'll be doing the Weekly Lost podcast, and it should be somewhat safe then. Uh, <laughs> but and and if you're in the car listening to this or wherever with the kids around, just know that we're talking about sex today, and understand that Cliff and Stephanie are not really embarrassed by sex. And if that embarrasses you, then maybe you want to turn this off. I don't right. know. Right? I don't know. So we are going to be talking about sex today. And to start things off, however, before we go into the topic of sex, and I introduced the uh, email. Do you have the show notes up, by the way? No. Will you go to pull up the show notes for Family from the Heart while I play a call from Maggie, who basically is absolutely brilliant because she calls me a genius in this. <laughs> and that makes her brilliant? That, to me, it is a sign mm-hmm. of brilliance. I love you, Maggie. All right, here we go. Hey, Stephanie and Cliff. This is Maggie from Girls Night in Radio. I am calling for family from the heart because, well, Cliff, you're a genius. Thank I'll you. just say that. Um, you were t- <laughs> in the in the budget budgeting stuff. You're talking about food money and kind of doing envelopes for each week instead of blowing it all at the beginning of the month. And I'm like. Why did I not think of that? I've been having that issue for months now, and it's been, you know, trying to. So I'm definitely going to try and do that for September. Um, but, yeah, I definitely end up with – there's a few – there's, like, a week left, and I'm out of grocery money. I'm like, uh-oh. No, I usually will find some money or something. It ends up working out. I haven't starved yet. But so I just want to say – and. I don't know, Stephanie, if you helped him with that or you guys came up with that together. You're both geniuses. How about that? Um, and you've just saved me with my budgeting craziness. So <laughs> thanks, guys. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Maggie. Stephanie, are you still using the $100 a week kind of thing or the amount of... Well, I was until August ended <laughs> and... Now I'm waiting for September money, and right. when that comes around, I'll, yeah. I, I'm thinking that I'll maybe be able to pay myself tomorrow. So. That would, you know, I think that that may be a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is that a big, huge invoice just got paid awesome. this morning, which is, I think it's going to wrap up some loose ends, so that's but good. But yes, no, that, that worked very well, um, very well for me this month, and um, you know, you just got to be willing to cut out on some things, mm-hmm. you know, that that's really, that's all there is to it. You have to be able, you have to be willing to cut some things out. Absolutely. Completely. 
Now, I was going to say, when she calls you a, a genius, that, you know, if they keep doing that, your headphones aren't going to fit anymore. I know. I, <laughs> I felt my head getting a little bigger there. But, um, yeah. So, so how many weeks did we, how many weeks did we have in now, August? For, what we all, um, I don't know how, I guess there were four weeks in August. Okay. I don't know. I didn't pay attention, but we divided it by five to carry us into September. Yes. Okay. And, um, well, it did and. And it worked. And it worked. And it worked. So, and, and previously what would happen is we would be into the last month and mm-hmm. even the last week, it, and the we last week, like 30 bucks left. <laughs> exactly. And that would be the fourth week, you know, the one where right. not even carrying us into the next right. month waiting for Cliff to pay himself. You know, it, it, it was a big, huge issue. Mm-hmm. And so absolutely. So I'm glad that it's working out. It is. All right. Very much so. So anyway, I apologize. I'm a little bit distracted. A little bit? You were like... Well, one of the programs that I use to post Twitter updates and Facebook updates is not working. Mm-hmm. And so I am trying to put out the Twitter messages so people know that we're we're doing a show here. So All now right. it's done. I had to go and do those uh, Facebook and Twitter separately, but I apologize. I am now checked in, ready for duty. All, All right. right. All right. So we played Maggie Says I'm a Genius, right? Actually, she said we were both geniuses, but I, I like how you conveniently forgot that part. Well, I, at the beginning, <laughs> I, if I were to want to put together like an audio I'm clip. I'm I, not the, a genius. Oh, not whatever. at all. Nor do I ever want to be. I'm not a genius either. I, I basically hear the stuff from other people and I just come share it with you. So Exactly. that's I'm just a relayer of information. All right. So we have a... Um, topic today and we are going to talk about something that Michelle brought up in the forum. Okay. All right. Do you want to read that little note from Michelle? I'm finding it. Yep. Okay. Very cool. I'm sorry. I got to move this because anyway, the mic blocks the screen and it's I all. I understand. All right. Um, Cliff and Stephanie mentioned in this episode that they had intended on talking about the discussion of sex with your children, but that God spoke to them and they wanted to share their stories of in plenty and in want. Oh, you know what? Wait a second. Just so you know, this isn't the introduction (laughs) to sex. This is actually something that did come in after last episode. So continue, continue on. Right. Okay. Um, I also think God intended for me to hear this message this week. It came in a time where I needed to hear this message. I am one. um, Let's see. I am one of the listeners who doesn't belong to an organized church, but finding GSPN has been a blessing for me. And this message came to me at a time where I've been stressing out. My fiance and I are getting married in 17 days. Congratulations, by the way. Congratulations, Michelle. And I'm very excited. But lately, I've also been stressing out about the financial aspect of it. Also, a family member had promised to help us out financially, but then backed out at the last minute, which threw us a lot. I didn't know how we were going to pay that difference, but a check from a rebate we mailed in months ago arrived and I got paid for a freelance job. It's not all of the difference, but it helped. And this message helped me remember that it will all work out in the end. Thank you. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you, Michelle, I'm glad that last week's uh, Family from the Heart was a blessing to you. And there is no reason to stress out about finances, um, although I'm one to talk. So, <laughs> But I am learning. If you, if, you, if you follow our content enough, which I know that you do, then you know that I'm actually getting much better at not worrying and not stressing out. 
as much right. as I used to. And I think it's a process and a journey, and it all does come down to a faith issue when we just say, you know, do we believe things are going to work out? And and I think things will. And uh, our prayers are with you and your fiancé, and we pray that your wedding goes wonderfully and that it becomes a day that you remember. And one thing, can I just say to you um, about this? I, I, I know that because I used to uh, officiate weddings, and I know that for the bride, it is a very stressful day, and everything is coming at you. The one thing I encourage you to do is to, to at least three to five different times throughout the day schedule a time for you to just take a couple to deep breathe. Yes, <laughs> yeah. to take a couple deep breaths to be a, by yourself and just soak in. Look around. Look at the surroundings. Uh, take it in. Take absolutely, it in because it will be over before you know it. And um, yeah, I don't remember much of our wedding. Yeah. That, that, that's my suggestion to you is to really soak it in and don't rush through. Don't worry about the, just, just let it all happen and it'll, it'll all fall in place and, and just really enjoy your day. Absolutely. It's about you. It is. It is. And it's not about mom. It's not about all those other people. I wish someone would have told me. I mean, I was very young when we got married, but I, I really wish there would have been someone in my corner to tell me that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah. So. So there you have it. And, of course, we want to say thank you to Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com, the wonderful sponsor of the Family from the Heart podcast. And if it weren't for them, this podcast would have never started. And we encourage you to go and buy lots of books, Christian music, DVDs, uh, school supplies uh, for homeschooling, all that uh, material, curriculum, all that stuff and more ever at Mardell.com. Use promo code GSPN in the shopping cart. It says to them, hey, Thank you for sponsoring Family from the Heart. And also, it gives you 10% off your entire order when you use the promo code in the shopping cart. It does. All right. And also, this is episode number 74, Stephanie. Okay. Why is this episode number 74? Because I can just say, I can hear people screaming, wait a second. (laughs) Where's 73? I subscribe to every episode of Family from the Heart. I'm a plus member, by golly. I should not be missing anything any content ever and the last thing i show on my ipod or my mp3 player is episode 72 you're not missing it you just can't download it um episode 73 a family from the heart is a um a talk that we heard from william paul young he spoke at um at watermark and we got permission to release that but it cannot be downloaded it's streaming from our site. Exactly. So, in fact, here's the thing. we If you go to gspn.tv forward slash the shack, all one word, T-H-E-S-H-A-C-K, the shack, gspn.tv slash the shack, you will be taken directly to episode 73 of Family from the Heart. And uh, it was, let me tell you, it, it is a huge blessing that we were able to even get that because the situation is that typically you're not supposed to record these kind of uh, conferences without prior authorization. I'm of the opinion that it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. And because I took that approach, of course, I was not going to... What? Nothing. Go ahead. I was not going to release this without authorization. So I definitely knew that I would be seeking approval in one way or another on this type of occasion. And with that, I did seek approval. They even said to me, said, normally we would not allow you to record this, but because you have a a copy and because you did ask, 
yes, you can go ahead and use it in your program, but please do us a favor. Only make it available as a streaming episode and not available for download. But it's awesome. But it is awesome it is. and it's worth it. And I encourage you to go to gspn.tv forward slash the shack. And it will. And the, and the thing is, is if you go to familyfromtheheart.com, it'll take you there right now uh, and you'll be able to see it. But just in case you want to share this with your friends. And the other thing is, is that it also has our prior episode where you and I reviewed right. the book, The Shack. And it also has on that same page the episode of About the Church where I defended the shack against all the controversy that's out there. Right. So all three of those episodes at gspn.tv slash the shack. And again, thank you for Mardell.com supporting and and sponsoring that as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving on. So now, Stephanie. Now, are you ready? It was a different listener who wrote to us and says, can you talk about something else? Who will remain anonymous. Exactly. So we read her Email, please. I will. Okay. And by the way, Linda says, did somebody say sex? Yes. Yes, we did. (laughs) We're going to be talking about that right now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Can you talk about the issue of sex and relationships? Um, I know you are having open and honest discussions with um, about this with your kids, uh, which I think is great. My parents never had the talk with me and I found everything. I found everything out um, bit by bit from TV, movies, magazines, etc. One thing that bothers me about this way of learning is that one night stands are often glorified as what society accepts as normal, even expected, if you want to be seen as normal. I had a couple of really bad experiences last year after coming out of a long-term relationship for several years. I wasn't prepared for how upsetting a fling could be with someone I wasn't in love with. It made me feel like a piece of meat and is something that I really regret. In the other instance, I found myself in a situation where I was alone with someone I didn't know well and in hindsight was silly of me and was sexually assaulted. I hope that this is not too much information and I, and I don't tell you this for you to counsel me or anything like that. But I think it would be a really interesting discussion to have in a podcast, and I'm happy for you to read the last couple of paragraphs on air if you like. As you know, I am not a Christian and always thought that sexual freedom was people's individual choice, but I think it can be hurtful outside of a loving, monogamous relationship. All right. Well, thank you, first of all, for submitting that. And by the way, this person did not request that we leave their name off of this. No, that was I our ju- choice. I, I, it was just my choice to, to put that out there right. and, and to suggest that we just leave the name off. And But thank you. And th- we, we're very honored that you had approached us. And it's a topic that we haven't talked about in quite some time. And in fact, I don't think we've ever talked about it. I mean, like in the podcast. On here, I... I don't think we've ever done it on Family from the Heart. We did an episode of My Crazy Life, which is now Pursuing a Balanced Life. It was like episode number seven or something like that. It's called Sex and the Vagina. Yeah. So that was a long (laughs) time ago. It was, but, um, and I I couldn't tell you anything that I actually said in that podcast. You were reading a Um, book at the time. Yeah, I have the book right here with me. Oh, great. Is it on Mardell.com? It is. Excellent. Which is what I was checking when I told you I needed to check something. And um, I, I was fairly certain that it would be. But we've always been upfront and honest with our kids about um, about sex and about their body. And um, from as far back as using the right the right terms. Right. It's a know? penis. It's a vagina. They're breasts. They're not boobies. 
No. It's not a hoo-ha. It is not a bucket. It is not a, a wee-wee. wee-wee. Right. They, they are. And the list goes on and on. Exactly. But we, we do use the correct terms, which is funny because there are people around us who don't. And our kids are, you know, McKenna at four is not embarrassed to say the word vagina. But yeah. Mammal is very embarrassed to hear it. <laughs> Mammal is embarrassed to hear it. And so it makes for some awkward situations. But I never want my kids to be no uninformed. Or feel shame towards their body, their body parts, or the act of sex, which was intended to be beautiful. Exactly. So from there, where do you want to start? Well, okay. The question becomes uh, the, you know, what do we, what do we teach our children? Okay. Uh, Let's start off with um, you and I. What, when do we start talking to our kids about sex? Um, well, I, I started, and um, I share parts of this in episode 24 of um, The Full-Time Mom, which is my personal testimony, my personal journey in my life. Um, Okay, sex was introduced to me at four, and not just my parents talking about it. And and so I talk about that journey on on that episode of The Full-Time Mom. So for me, it started with, I wanted Megan to know... At the earliest age that I thought she could comprehend that that was her space and nobody was to go there. Right. You know, and um, and so I think that it started from from the beginning, mm-hmm. always, always telling her, you know, because I because for me, that's part of it. For me, that's part of talking with your kids about sex that opened the dialogue that came, you know, when I when she was five and I was pregnant and she wanted to know how the baby got in my belly. You know, that that was okay to talk about because we had already we had already talked about body parts and, and what they're for and am I making any sense? Yeah. Okay. Are you yeah. listening to me? Yeah, when when we okay. went to the doctor, have you oh, told yeah, have I told that story? You need to tell that story. Um, when and I'm I'm not kidding. I started telling Megan that her vagina was her space. Um she was still in diapers and I took her for her two year checkup and, um, so she's only two years she's old, two people. years old. And I took just her turned two, Right. Right. Cause okay. it was, it was the week of her birthday. She had just turned two, and I took her to the doctor and he, you know, they, they feel the soft spot in their head and they measure them and, you know, measure her head to see how, um, how big it is and checks her arms and her back, make sure her spine is straight. And he says, okay, now I'm gonna, I'm going to look at your, you know, your he. I think he even called it her private space or something. I don't know. But Megan never liked the doctor, so the whole exam happened with her sitting on my lap. Right. Okay. So she's on my lap, and we scoot her down so that she's kind of laying on my legs. And he opens up her diaper and he starts to look at her vagina, and she kicks him in the face. Yes, she did. <laughs> because mom told her, <laughs> mom told her that, and you know, through my humiliation and um and also my my extreme pride in my child um, had to explain to him that I had told her that, you know, it's only acceptable for mom and dad during bath time, um, mammal during bath time. And I only covered the people that I knew would give me, be giving her a bath. You right. know, if, if this person's giving you a bath, then there's a problem unless mom and dad said it's okay. Right. And um, those are things that were really important to me. 
But um, so, yeah, at two years old, she knew that's that's my space. Yeah. Don't go there. And she kicked the doctor. Yeah. And, he, and here's here's the thing. The, the one thing that you'll for those who are who are watching live, by the way, uh, they, they probably just saw McKenna come in here and and she the door is open. She's allowed to roam into the studio and she's in the other room playing. We're having this conversation and quite honestly, there's no music on. There's no television on. She's just in the other room playing. And I happen to know that at her age, she's hearing every single word we say. And we're not embarrassed by this in, no. the, in the least because th- sex is a real thing that, that is something that should be talked about. It should, it should not be taboo. And what, what has made sex taboo? It, is, it has been the fact that we have been embarrassed by it. Uh, we're taught to be that it's shameful, and we're taught, you know, that that we should be blushing whenever somebody talks about right. it, right? And that's just not the way it should be. It's not. It's not. And um, honestly, I wish that my parents would have talked to me more openly about it. And even after, um, even after my my parents had found out what was what was happening to me. It was still all a secret. Nobody was allowed to know. We weren't allowed to talk about it. Um, I I specifically remember um, my mom, my mom taking me to see um, a counselor, and she told everybody I was getting a haircut. You know, and so it was even still there was that shame put on it, that that secret, and so I never wanted that. I never wanted that for my kids ever, and. Um, yeah, I did. I Sarah and I talked briefly this morning on the elliptical that we were going to be. She's um, in the chat room. Yeah. She says, just got Liddy on the bus. And Stephanie told me that sex was the topic, wanted to see how it's going. <laughs> so, um, so Megan and I have hair. I think that, that I've taken on the responsibility of of talking with Megan and being making sure that I can be a go-to person for her. Not a go, the go-to person for her with her questions and um, and everything. And so, I mean, I can tell you everything that she knows up to this point. What does she know up to this point? She knows. Um, well, she knows what's going to. And how old is she? She's, she's nine. She's nine, right? She's going to be ten in November. <laughs> um, and she knows that. Um, she knows that she's going to be getting her period soon. She knows what that means. As as back is that it's an egg that drops and you know um she she knows what's going to be happening to her body because again that's something i didn't know i thought i was dying and i didn't want that for her right um she knows that sex is when um when a man is sexually excited his penis will become hard and that how a man and a woman have sex is that the penis will become into the vagina she knows that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just looking at your face is like you're just sitting back, just nodding. It's kind of funny to me. Uh, <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. Um, she knows about um, sperm and that a sperm and an egg meet to make a baby in the womb. Um, I mean, I think... I'm just saying. Is there here. anything else that she no. needs to know? I mean, no. I, I think I think that that I think that's great that she knows that. It just reminds me of how far behind I am with Matthew. I, I was thinking the same thing this morning when I'm like, okay, what are we going to talk about? What are we? We've just do? I'm talked thinking about- like poor Matt is like you need to have that talk with him tonight 
or um, you know, his friends are probably telling him about it at school. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I need you to know, Clifford, that your son wakes up with the, you know, an yeah. erection. He yeah. he does, and so you need to start. <laughs> Explaining that to him. It's still very odd for mom to go in and wake him up and there it is. You know, it's <laughs> That's funny. There it is. <laughs> it needs to be your job to wake the boy up in the morning. But um oh, gosh. it's that that's what Megan knows. Yeah. That's what Megan knows. McKenna knows that eventually blood is gonna come out of her vagina because she's been to the bathroom with mom one too many times. Right. You know, and um which is a hilarious story because one day I was we were out in public and there was a little old lady in the stall next to us and McKenna was having a very frank conversation about what was happening. <laughs> and this little old lady's just snickering and I'm just like, it's not funny. <laughs> can we save this stuff for when we get home? You know, but, That's um, great stuff. It, you, you can't, you can't script this stuff. You just, you really can't. But, um, so that is what Megan knows. Right. Megan pretty much knows what's going to happen. That's good. Yes. And, and Matthew. And Matthew, we don't know what Matthew knows. <laughs> Matthew and I have had some conversations, but we have not yet talked about um, the act of sex. He's just now eight. Now would yeah. just, I think right now would be right. the right time to be having that with him. Mm-hmm. I do. You, I keep losing you. I feel like I'm you're sorry. having a conversation with the chat room. I'm, not I'm looking at the chat room, okay. missing missing part of it. But anyway. So anyway, uh, but yeah, they're saying get on the ball cliff and I do, I, I need to get back on and, right. and, and talk about this. We've, we've had conversations. He and I, we were talking about, you know, women and breasts and vaginas and, and stuff like that. And we, I asked him, I said, how much have you heard at school or have you talked? And it's like, I don't know nothing, dad. <laughs> yeah, right. That boy is lying to you. I know he like is. Like nothing else. You need to start with his own anatomy. Yeah. Because, you know, the word nuts is just not going, it's just not working for me. <laughs> is that what he calls it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've had, we've had long discussions about what all that actually is and what its purpose is for. And I'm just like, this is not my job. This is just. This is not my job. It's not fair. This is why I am glad that I am now working from home because you know what? Before I, I, you know, I really have had an issue in in my past where I've been so caught up in everything that I do that I have not made time for this kind of stuff, and I do need to get more involved in these aspects. and And so, sex is something that I definitely need to sit down and talk with Matthew about. I am not embarrassed about it. It's just sometimes it's like, but the question when's be, the right time? When's the right time? Right. And and I've never felt like it was the right time. But I, I'm looking now, and it's like, wait a second. It, you know, if you don't, if you don't make the right time, yes, you know, another eight years are gonna buy go by, and then it's gonna be far past the right time. Yeah, and uh, I I can't remember Jesus Geek's name. Um, I think it's uh, I I can't remember his name right now. But anyway. Uh, he says he did not have the sex talk with his daughter until John. That's it. Uh, until he was until she was twelve. It says son, honey. Does it say son? Yeah. Okay, son. So anyway, I can't read. But anyway, John says th- didn't have the sex talk until twelve. I think that that you know. It, How I, old's your son now? And well, the question. I think that that is. I, I okay, think that that's a very answer. important question. Um, Fifteen. Fifteen. So. I think even for that could be okay, but our kids are very, 
Our kids are in a very advanced environment. That's what it I was going like Sometimes. Well, that's what yeah. I was going to say. I I really do believe it, t- it. You have to know your child, and and stuff like that. And and it, it's it's not possible for me to say your child is eight years old. It's time to sit down and have that talk. It's not how there's right. There are children who live in a different culture and a society than ours. And I'm talking, I know we're all in the American culture. Right. But no, that's not the same. It's, it's you know, complete. The, the it, television that you and I watch with our kids sitting around in the background, we have, we and the way you and I talk. Right. We talk about things in so much more of a, and we have home team Bible study groups. We have conversations there that, that, you know, our kids, sure, they're just playing in the other room, but no, they're really listening. They are in. listening, right. And they, they're picking up everything. So the thing is, is that our kids have been exposed to so much more. And I think sometimes I, I concern myself that our kids are, mature, you know, maybe maturing beyond their age. That's, I, I, I worry about that sometimes. But at the I same really time, the, the fact is, is I don't know that it's really that bad, you know, right. either. So I, I, but I do feel like it's time for me. I mean, I know... Let's see. Matthew's in the second grade. He's in the third, third grade, grade, baby. <laughs> He's going to be eight tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I know. But here's the deal. Did what, he remind I'm, you this morning? No, Is that how you know? <laughs> no. But I, because I remember because we're going to be traveling on his birthday. Yeah. But um, what I do remember is back when I was in second grade and third grade, I remember the thoughts that I was having back then. And I remember kids talking about sex and me not knowing what in the world they were talking about right so h- tell me about this book that you have what, okay how does i mean did that help you this, reading this that book? book has helped me tremendously and it will continue to help me because i'm going to reread it um i wanted i wanted to reread it before we did this podcast but i didn't get to it anyway the book is preparing your daughter for every woman's battle by um shannon etheridge fantastic book absolutely love it it talks about everything from the pressure to be um the, the pressure to be cool or popular, you know, pick me, pick me is is the title of, of chapter one to seriously getting down to the source of the information. And um, and I love this book. There's also um, preparing your son for every man's battle. And um, that's written by Stephen Arterburn. Both of them, by the way, can be found at Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com, both for thirteen ninety nine each. I, I need to order the, the we other one. We do need to order the other one. And um but but I, I do. I've I've loved this book. I'm gonna read the back jacket, okay? Go ahead. All right. Long before we may realize that our daughters are bombarded with messages about sex from friends, advertise advertisers, media icons, and more. Um, All of this input, along with the whirlwind of emotions that accompany puberty, can leave them confused, filled with unasked questions about boys, dating, sex, and their own value. While you may believe that your preteen or early adolescent is too young for the talk, now is the perfect time for creative conversations about sexuality. By introducing key principles and truths during these teachable years, you can lay a foundation that will help your daughter withstand the inevitable pressures young women face and you'll create a lasting bond establishing yourself as a trustworthy authority who is willing to help her address the sensitive issues in her life recognizing how awkward it can be to confront the topic of sex author shannon etheridge guides you and your daughter through enjoyable yet memorable discussions about sexuality 
purity, and dating, leading to a deeper understanding of and appreciation for God's standards. Preparing Your Daughter for Every Woman's Battle provides creative tools that will give you the courage and confidence to talk openly and honestly with your daughter and instills values that will lead her to a lifetime of sexual and emotional integrity. There we go. And, of course, I'm sure that the the preparing your son for every man's battle is probably going to be very similar to that. And that is something I will probably be ordering. Actually, no, I will tell you, it is something I will be ordering this week. So yeah, it's, um, and I'm going to put links to those books on Mardell.com that you can go to family from the look up episode number 74, and there will be links to those books so that if you're interested, you can, you can buy those as well. Okay. But you know, um, also, you know, purity is something that we're, teaching our kids and um someone had brought it up in here and it was on the back of the jacket this is one that is kind of this is one that is um it's not difficult because for me it's easy because sex was until way into our marriage always wrong in my mind um it took me a very long time to overcome that and i never want my kids to live with that Mm-hmm. Um, which I've said like a hundred times since we started recording this podcast. So talking about purity, it's we're surrounded by family members who, um, you know, it's they have had children not married and um, those are those are teachable moments, not teachable moments in that we are um, condemning them. You know, obviously we all have free will and, and our kids are beginning to understand that. But um, I'm so I'm so distracted because it made me think you talked about um, when you were talking about the, the Paul Young yeah. recording, how it's easier to um, ask for forgiveness than permission. I'm pretty sure our kids picked that up from you. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's did. where they get it from. Yeah. <laughs> you were just not thinking of that? <laughs> no, I thought of it before, but I was just now distracted by it. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, when... I forgot what I was going to say. All right. I'm, I'm totally distracted. Well, I'll tell now. you what I'd like to say real okay. quick is you're talking about purity yes. and waiting, probably okay. waiting until you're married yes. is something that that is definitely what we would be teaching. Some people will call that abstinence as well. Some people would. And uh, what, there's a lot of concern about abstinence and quote unquote abstinence only kind of teaching in schools and stuff like that. And what I, one of the things I just want to say is, I don't care what they're teaching in school. Exactly, because it shouldn't be happening in school. Well, you that's know, my not that it can't, right? But I really think that it's got you know, it starts at home, right? And they're in the saying in the chat room: abstinence is not purity, and and purity and comes from heart. You're absolutely right, absolutely. But when I when I think of purity in the sense of talking about sex here, I was thinking about you know remaining pure, and one of those things is to abstain from sex, and and that is a part of that. It is a part of purity right and so when i think about that i hear a lot of people talk about the different educational process of of sex and education in school you know you got one circumstance where you know you've got all this uh what do they call that the um here let me see if i can read this to you um under the twinkling lights and shimmering tool uh, 150 or so teens in central texas made a solemn pledge most of them had 
let's see, had on their Sunday best as they stood on stage in front of a smiling family and friends to receive their rings, tiny tangible testaments to their lifelong promises. After the ceremony, they ate lavishly decorated cakes and painted and partied with loved ones until the, uh, into the February night. Although the event bears a striking resemblance to a mass wedding, one crucial difference would become clear by the night's end. None of none of the ceremony participants would be getting busy, is what it says. Although the event... Oh, okay, so those who participated did, didn't promise to love another person unconditionally. They pledged not to have sex until their wedding night. The McLennan County Collaborative Abstinence Project, or MCCAP, a nonprofit organization in Waco, Texas, provides school, area schools and community groups with abstinence until marriage education programs sponsored by the chastity ceremony called A Night to Last a Lifetime. So anyway, and of course, then it says earlier in the day in another part of Waco, Texas, bowls of brightly cover, colored condoms sit mostly ignored by the local high school girls who visit Planned Parenthood Clinic in Waco to pick up their birth control pills. When the clinic staff asked the girls why they don't take the condoms, uh, the Planned Parenthood president says the girls say that they don't work. Uh, let's see here. It's likely that the girls shun condoms because they've heard so much about condoms' inability to protect them from STDs in their sex education classes in school that they figure, why bother? But they're still having sex, and premarital sex without condoms is one of the unintended results of abstinence-only message that is sweeping through the schools all over the U.S. And I think it, you know, sex without condoms and, and all this... It's not the school's fault. I don't care who you are, what you're saying. It's, this, it's this is, not. This is an issue. It, it's not the school's responsibility to teach I, our children I'm about gonna, sex. It's. I so agree with you, um, obviously. <laughs> it's not their responsibility. Mm-hmm. It, I don't care what program they choose to teach. It's still not their responsibility. Right. So in the chat room, um, James and some other folks in there are talking about the some statistics that say, you know, 97% of people have sex before they're married. Or, you know, and, and James is actually saying it sounds like that might even be 1.5% too, too low. Now, Stephanie, you and I, um, just being open and honest and transparent, have you and I had sex before we were married? Absolutely. All right. So uh, where does this all come down? This all comes down in that... Um, I was child and you were a man and you were wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, I will say that a lot of this comes back to the fact that um, I was taught from a very, very way too young age that that's what I was for. And um, that is the message that I don't want to, I don't want my daughters to have. From the time that I was four until probably when I was 23, I thought that that's what I was for. That was my purpose. And um, so I thought it was okay. I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. And there, I'm, there, there's nothing you can say to take the blame on yourself. I, and I'm not placing it on you. Obviously, half of the blame is on me. Because that's just what I thought I was supposed to do. Right. Nobody told me not to. 
And I will tell you that when we were together at, at that time, it was it was odd that you were the one going to church at the time, <laughs> and I was the bit. one. I I was I was the one who. But you kinda, know what? My abuser went to church. Yeah. You know, it's it didn't mean anything to me then. Right. You know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But anyway, and and of course, I had wandered away from my faith for many years, going to college and stuff like that, and and uh, thank God every day for bringing us together because. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I just really believe that God used our relationship to draw me closer to Him, and uh, very thankful for everything that's happened in our lives. But I am not thankful for the for the for some of the decisions that I made at that point. Even though I wasn't quote unquote attending church and I wasn't really faithfully, uh, you know, interacting with God in a relationship, my it's like, wait a second, I am. I know this is wrong and I struggled with it. And yet at the same time, I struggled with the temptation and the temptation won out most of the time. And it was, it was a very big issue. And finally, you know, there came a point where you started using this Elm word that scared the crap out of me, by the way. What? Nothing. (laughs) It did. Nothing. (laughs) Y'all go back to listen to the phenomenon of falling in love and tell me who used the M word first. (laughs) I didn't use the M word. Did I use the M word? Just sit over there and blush. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so what? The truth will set you free. <laughs> well, this is after the in love in love <laughs> phenomenon ran off. We're okay, off. Yeah, it we're off. Long then you then. use the Elm word, and I'm like, wait a second. And so you, it's like, okay. And by the way, the Elm word is is marriage that we're talking about here. So wait, I'm sitting here thinking. I, I'm sitting here thinking back. I really. I really don't remember ever discussing marriage before. Before what? You asked me to marry you. Oh, really? Really? Oh, Stephanie. You don't you don't understand then why I sent the letter about I need more space? No. I guess not. <laughs> you used to ask me all the time, do you think we'll get married and uh, blah blah blah? Yeah, okay. you asked quite a bit. It scared right. me it a lot. You. That's awesome. <laughs> it scared me a lot. You scare me every day. Go ahead. Finish your story. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> but anyway, the the thing that I was going to say, though, is that when when we, when we all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, I do want to marry you. It, 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 it took me a little bit to come to the understanding. But yeah, this, is, this means commitment. And in my mind, marriage meant forever. And so it's like I, I didn't take that lightly. But when we started talking about marriage and and when I propose to you from that point forward, it's like, listen, I do not want to marry you unless I recommit my life and turn it completely over to God because I don't have anything to offer you. And I know that the only thing I can offer you is the best that I can be. And that's not great. And I know that, you know, I want, I want to be somebody that is worthy of your love. And I don't, I didn't think I could be that without, without the help of God. And so I didn't feel like God was going to be too interested in helping me out, you know, and of course this is a whole warped understanding of who God was. You know, I always thought of God as, you know, you, you do the things, do things right. God loves you. He helps you. You do things wrong. You screw up. He's, you know, he's ready to punish you. And uh, I still struggle through some of those things. Right. And we're working that out. Uh, me and God are. And, but anyway, the, the thing is, is I made a, I made a pact. I was like, you know what? I, want to remain abstinent 
for the purpose of purity. You know, I, I wanted I wanted to enter in. I know that we had already done things that we couldn't go back and undo, but we, you know, we are going to do this the right way. And so uh, we struggled through that. But ultimately, in the end, you know, there there was a time where abstinence was something that we practiced. And knowing what I know, Stephanie, the question then becomes, what do we expect of our children? Do we expect that they'll be a part of the, you know, whether it be 2.9% or whether it be, you know, 1% of people who actually wait until they get married? Do we do we honestly expect our children to wait until they're married? Absolutely. Okay. And are we hypocrites for thinking that? I don't think I am. Okay. I don't. Do you think I am? Um, <laughs> I think you said I that can't like, answer that for you. Okay. No, okay. And so I answered that because I can't answer that question for you. Um, but no, I don't think that I am. I believe I was wrong then. Uh huh. And I believe I've learned a lot since. And my my question though is I don't I know this one this one actually gets me it 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 actually. I don't know what to think about this subject because here's the here's the situation. You know, we sit down, we talk to our kids, we talk to them about sex, we talk to them about penis, we talk about vagina, we talk about how they come together, sperm, eggs, fertilization, all this other stuff. We teach them that it's it's the 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 right thing, the thing that God would desire for us is to wait until we're married. I have no problem even saying, you know, if if it comes up in conversation, and our children ask, "Well, did you wait until you were married?" I don't mind telling them the absolute truth about that. But I, I guess I, I know what I desire for them. And I desire for them, and I desire for them to to wait until their marriage, until they're married. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that that is the healthiest thing. And and it goes back to, you know, even when you go back to the email that from our listener that wrote this in, uh, I love what she says. Listen, she goes, first of all, as you know, I am not a Christian. Okay, and in fact, she says, I always thought of sexual freedom as an individual choice. But she says, even as a non-Christian, th- keeping our 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 feelings of what God desires, she even says, I think that it can be hurtful outside of a loving, monogamous race relationship. And she says, I wasn't prepared for how upsetting a quote-unquote fling could be with somebody I wasn't in love with. It made me feel like a piece of meat and something I really regret. And so with that, I think that it's important for us in this conversation with our kids, maybe not as we're just now introducing it, but as ongoing conversations, say, listen, you know, this is not something that you just make a decision and it's easy. Right. There are temptations and stuff like that. And I think that this comes down to an area of, you know, talking to our kids openly about you know, when temptation comes, how do we handle that? And and not just in the area of sex, but in other areas of life. So I think it all comes down to training the heart. And that's one of the things that neither you or I had when we were growing up was we did not have a lot of moral training. Right. You know, the, yeah. we didn't have we didn't have things to process through and and stuff like that. But at the same time, I want our kids to have this be something that is in their heart that they desire to wait you know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And how do we instill that into our kids? Just telling them about the anatomy and how it all works out. That's one area well, no, of it. That's but- one area of it up until now. You know, um, Megan will be 
technically considered a preteen on her birthday. Preteen is 10 to 12. <laughs> I can only imagine what you're actually laughing at. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not going to um, say. Megan will be preteen. Yes. Now is the time with her that I will start moving into those other conversations. I think that one thing that you have to be careful of is not to give them too much information at the wrong time. Yes. That, that's something that concerns me as well. You know, I am, I definitely inform her of everything little bits at a time. Right. Age appropriately. You know? Yep. Um, so so I think that just, you're right. We do need to start teaching them those things. Now is the right. time to start teaching. And and I think that, that, you know, I love what, I love that the, somebody in the chat room pointed out that purity and abstinence do not mean the same thing. They don't. But Megan's already asked about purity and what wearing a ring means. And um so now is the time to start those conversations with her. Yes. Because she's thinking about that. She's processing that. Right. You know, and they're, they are different. I love that the, you know, the back of this book says, um, and instills values that will lead her to a lifetime of sexual and emotional integrity. They go together. See, that's, that's the you key. Know, that's the word that, that I want to point out is integrity. Absolutely. You know, um, the integrity and the purity go hand in hand, not the integrity and the abstinence. You know, obviously the abstinence is one part that's going to get her to or get them to um, a place where they can enjoy a night to remember. Absolutely. But that's not the only thing. And I think that we're just now moving into the stage of life where we have to start um, where we have to start bringing up those topics that will lead to um, our children having a pure heart going into a marriage relationship. I have somebody in the chat room says I'm 19 years old and I've been in a relationship for four years, known him my entire life. And although I will not marry him until I'm out of college, I have waited this long for sex. And that is awesome. Congratulations. I am. I am very glad to hear that. And that is encouraging to me. And so I guess if, if anything and and here, here's what I want to say. And, and again, you know, you're only going to get the, I mean, you're not going to get any masks here. Stephanie and I don't put masks on and try to be somebody we're not. Nope. I want to share with you and just confess that if I have any concern about the integrity of my kids, um, you know, being able to withstand the temptations, I have a concern whether or not I've been living a life. It's a, it's a concern of whether or not have I been living a life of integrity in front of my children, demonstrating what integrity and purity looks like. Right. And so, the and I just want to confess to you guys that the fact that it concerns me may, may say something about, you know, have I always been living this life or a life that demonstrates integrity and purity in all the things that I do? And, and I will say that more times than not, I'm ashamed to admit that I sometimes will... Um, you know, kind of bend on some things here and there. You know, one of the, I just want to share with you, just Stephanie, one of the things that just have really been bothering me, it, it may seemingly have nothing to do with sex at all and integrity and purity and, and marriage, but just, you know, downloading movies off the internet, you know, for free. Right. You know, that's something that I believe, although we don't say anything to our children, it communicates something to our children. Right. 
And so just little things like that is a real concern for me. And and integrity and purity is not just in the area of sex. And I don't think that you can expect and have integrity and purity in that area and not have it in all other areas of your life. Because integrity and purity is is a heart issue. And either your heart is pure or it's not. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Either you have integrity or you don't. And so what we want to share with you guys in this podcast is that you know what? If you're scared about this stuff, there's no need to be scared. But if you are scared, ask yourself, why am I scared? Do some do some self-analysis. Think about what's going on in your heart and in your mind. And 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 I would encourage you to to turn to God in prayer and ask for discernment and wisdom and say, you know, hey, what's inside of me? Who am I? What what kind of example am I giving? And uh, that's that's the thing that I probably feel, you know, God speaking to my heart is is in, you, looking to myself. Where is my integrity? Is it intact? And and how am I demonstrating that and communicating that both verbally and non-verbally to my children? Right. Cool. All right. Well, that is our episode today. A little deep. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that nothing else can be said. I'd- yeah, well, I'm sure a lot could be said. In yeah. fact, if you want to say it, you can. There's a way to do that. And, of course, you can call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our voicemail hotline. The phone number is area code 859-795-4067. Again, that number again at 859-795-4067. Do you have some thoughts on this? Give us a call. Let us know. We would. We want to hear. You know, do, are you young? Uh, have did you wait until you're married? Uh, do you feel like that set you up, you know, for success and 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 stuff like that? I mean, what are your thoughts on this? We want to hear from you. Uh, we would love to hear from you. It'd be an honor to have you join us and uh, sharing your thoughts on this. Also, do you know of other books, other resources? One of the things we didn't talk about was uh, a website that you told me to write down: fourparents.gov. What is yeah. that, Steph? Um, you know, I I wasn't really. I wasn't really impressed with it. I wasn't going to bring it up. Okay, well there yeah. you go. So that's all. But it, it's it's a it's a website that has information on talking to your kids about sex. All right. So that's all. So anyway, um, yeah, that's that's today's topic. Thank you, Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. Again, if you go to familyfromtheheart.com, look at episode 74 show notes. There will be a link to every, every uh, preparing your daughter for every woman's batter, battle. Battle. Preparing and, your son for every man's battle. Yeah, and there'll be links to those where you think those on Mardell.com. And don't forget the shack. You get to, Here's the thing. You get two episodes of Family from the Heart this week. Yep. Episode 73 and 74, all of that within the last seven days. Go check out gspn.tv forward slash The Shack. And also, we just started a brand new podcast today here at gspn.tv. Recorded at 7.30 this morning. We'll be recording at 7.30 every Thursday morning called Business Tech Weekly. That's businesstechweekly.com. Check that out. Of course, if you're listening live, it's not there yet. But it will be it will be out online by the time. Oh, crud. This one's going out right away, too. It'll be out soon. Within the next seven days, there will be a businesstechweekly.com that will forward you to the right place on gspn.tv. Thank you all for listening. If you guys are not a Plus member, would you be, consider becoming a Plus member? If you enjoy this content, you 
uh, feel there's any value, any entertainment, education, encouragement, or inspiration. That's what we felt called to do with our lives is to provide this for you and this community. And it's a wonderful thing. We enjoy we enjoy so much. There are 39 people in the chat room right now. Absolutely amazing. And uh, we would just invite you to head over to gspn.tv forward slash plus for more information. There's uh, lots of testimonials of people who are plus members. They explain why. And uh, we would love to add your testimonial to the list. And uh, thank you for listening. And until next time, Stephanie, join Join the the community. community.